I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, welcome to Film Fandango, the film podcast. I'm David Reed. This is Marek Larwood. Hello there. And we are joined yet again by a guest. I was going to say that. I was going to say good evening or good afternoon, yeah. and I realised. I assumed you were pretending to be a walkie-talkie. I should have said. Good Hello. Day. <laughs> it's like having Jones from Police Academy here. Over. Um, what else should we do? Helicopter. Yeah, go on. I do a dog. I was trying to get Buddy sniffing the microphone. <laughs> oh, we have got a guest. We've got a guest. How would I describe him? By his name. It's Simon Fielder. Hello, Hello. Simon. Simon Thanks Fielder. For having me. Very excited to be here. Comedian. Oh, pleasure. Film lover. Tea drinker. Yeah. All, all at once. Often. Are those? The be- is that the best description of you? I'm, yeah, I think tea drinker pretty much nails it down. Is that what you'd have on your? T- what is your Twitter description of yourself? Um, comedian, etc. Okay. And then about four hundred links to all my whorishness, obviously. <laughs> obviously, yeah. Have you got your own website? Uh, yes, yes, I've just recently um, got a GeoCities site. Do they still exist? I don't know. You've just recently got a site from the late 80s. Yeah. That's amazing. I don't even know what this is. It's GeoCities. Sort of pretty niche reference. Yeah, I mean, if uh, if you thought there were AOL references in the uh, early 90s, GeoCities was the uh, the jokes you told before those. Yeah. Wow. Should perhaps have said geek as well yeah. at the top after tea drinker. Pre-you've got mail, GeoCities. Yeah. Oh, that was you've got mails. That was that's the AOL advert. Yeah, wasn't it, yeah, basically? yeah. Well, there's so many facts being fired at me already. It's a lot to take in, isn't it? Yeah. Do you like films? Then I'm not. I don't really like films that much. Is that going to be a? I thought you said to me that you really like films when I spoke to you. You'd love uh, to come and do the podcast. I just like to get out of the house. <laughs> I do. Do you know what, Marek? I bloody love films. Great. I um. I've had a subscription to Empire Magazine since I was about 14. Wow. Total film since issue one. Do you, re- I hate you get both of them? You're well, not either, either I actually... Empire went by the wayside, okay. I'd say, a few years ago. There was a time I, when I I'm, had them both for maybe 10 me years. Me too, me too. I, d- I never subscribed. I always sort of ritualistically like to go to the shop and go nice. buy it. Um, but uh, no, Total Film has sort of won out over mm. A bit. And now the iPad app for Total Film. It was the jokes in the captions of the photos in Empire that put me off. Oh, It's like they're not taking these films seriously. <laughs> they're just trying to do stupid little games. Have you got them all lined up in sequential order in a book bookcase? Um, worryingly, I do still own every single issue of those. So what was the front cover on the first issue you got? Of Empire? Yeah. 
Good Lord. I wish I could remember. It's in my parents' garage. I don't. I, I really hope they're worth as much as gold or something now. Are you a hoarder, or are you just... Well, evidently, yeah. I've tr- I'm trying to unhoard a little bit of my flat at the moment, and sadly, I think the back issues of Total Film are going to have to go. It's just I just don't want to kind of throw them into a bin and have them turn to mulch. I'd like to... Yeah. Well, idea, I'd like to sell them for £100 each, but... A good way to clear out would be to set fire to your house. Interesting. And then you automatically choose the most valuable things in there. <laughs> in the, the moment. Right. Yeah, that you need. Right. And everything else you can claim on insurance. Yeah. I'll be like, Hunger Games, commemorative cover. We're <laughs> on. Yeah. And you I'm... suddenly think a lot less of yourself. Yeah. But, you, but at least you've discovered it That's about true. yourself. Yeah. That's true. That's not even Jennifer Lawrence. It's the bloke. Who knows? I learned a lot about myself that day when you burnt my house down. <laughs> I, w- I was going to say, I was going to offer it. I don't mind <laughs> setting fire to it. Yeah. That would be a good podcast. It's almost like you've set this whole thing up just to have that opportunity arise. Yeah, around the it, release of Hunger Games Catching Fire. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Very strong. Wait a minute, while I'm here, what's happening at my house? Well, it's very windy. It's, we, um, it's very windy at the moment, so probably some can't light the match. Ah, good. Okay. Well, that's good news for everyone. Yeah. But that's a great idea of TV programme. Who am I really? And they set fire. You get interviewed beforehand about what you think are your most valuable items. Yes. And they set Which fire to your house. Which child do you think you'd save? <laughs> yes. And then... You... And then it turns out I actually saved my uh, Stratocaster guitar. Because <laughs> my child had like a gammy, gammy lip or something. It's, like, oh, it's a one. bit like the, been... the Saw franchise, this idea. <laughs> of just yes. like discovering your true nature that's through true. horrific acts of violence. I'd like to play a game. I think it should be crap celebrities you have to have this imposed upon them. Well, they the, would do it as well. People would sign up for it mm, just for the TV. All the Saw franchise was missing was uh, Pat Sharp and... Uh, <laughs> Joe Swash. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Joe Swash would definitely do it. If you don't know if you don't know who, uh, who Joe Swash is, good. Yeah. <laughs> you lucky person. <laughs> no, apparently he's a, he's a lovely bloke, so that's not... Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They always are, aren't they, the people you think are nasty? Yeah. Whereas I'm categorically unpleasant. You're, across the board, awful. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. you don't give anyone sort of two opinions about that. Yep. It's just like, well, he seems like a bit of a weird bloke, and then you meet them, and you're like, yeah, he's really weird, isn't he? But you're uber nice to everyone, yeah. to the point, um, I've known Simon for about ten years, probably. Probably is ten years, isn't it? Um, from the stand-up circuit, and I've always seen someone, someone be nice to everyone mm. to the point where fundamentally I don't trust him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's fine. And it's weird. And when you burn my house down, I will. The first thing I'll do is I'll have to destroy a lot of stuff in the secret cupboard. Yeah, lest that gets out. There'll be a lot of screws. If you haven't fireproofed the secret <laughs> cupboard, <laughs> came back to bite you. Oh, that is embarrassing. Well, let's talk about some films. Let's do a general thing. What are your favourite films you've seen this year? Um, Okay, off the top of my head, the ones that I can remember. um, Recently, I saw The Way Way Back. I saw that and did not like it. You said, yeah, I remember you saying you did not like it. We haven't covered that. I've not seen it. Oh, have you not? No. That's a shame. We mentioned it briefly. It was a sort of Sam, Sam Rockwell... Um, the, the Australian lady. Yes, Tony Collette, Steve Carell. Yeah, a Sounds very good, good cast, and the one from Bridesmaids. The one from Bridesmaids. The best friend in Bridesmaids. From the people behind Little Miss Sunshine is the kind of the pitch. 
<laughs> with people just loitering behind her. Um, which friend from Bridesmaid? Um, her best friend. Oh, the best friend. friend. Okay, who was yes. also in... Um... She's an SNL regular. I forget her name now. Anyway, I didn't like it because the Lee was in it was rubbish. It's a sentimental sort of coming. It's a sentimental coming of age film. Yeah, we talked about it briefly. What did you think of it? I I loved it. I thought it was just a cracking, you know, coming of age rites of passage, light comic drama. I really really enjoyed it. I don't know maybe if I just was in the right mood when I went to see it. I'd had yeah. some really good snacks, some <laughs> sugary popcorn, but it just struck a chord with me I think it's one of my favourite films of the year it was funny it was sort of moving it wasn't it was, funny you didn't think it was funny uh, well, at no point I went with two 15 year olds ok I'd like to talk very more about expensive. that <laughs> <laughs> I mean the trouble I had to go well they charged by the hour of yeah. course yeah. yeah someone had set your house on fire it was uh, my nephew and his um, uh, friend and it said coming of age film which is why I went to see it because I thought oh, this would be good for the boys you know Bit, uh, dangerous. Let them, you know, probably come over, go over a few difficult problems that they need to know about without having to, me to spit out to them. Not that that's my job because I'm yeah. an uncle. I don't really do that sort of thing. Uncle, Although, if they want to speak to me about it, I'm sure I could be very educational. <laughs> oh no, uncles should never talk to you about that stuff. That'd be really bad children. if your uncle said, um, yeah. "Gave you the sex talk." Yeah, especially, especially if it's just you and practical. him in a room yeah. at the time. Yeah, it's easier if I demonstrate. I don't really know the words. Um, did they enjoy it? What did 15 year olds take from They thought film? it was rubbish. Did it was they? really slow, and it was, uh, I think it was, a, it's an adult coming, it's a nostalgic look at coming of age yes. rather than the actual coming of age film. I agree. But it really, it did, it struck a chord with me in that sort of, I, it, like one of those films where you, it, it, you're sort of nostalgic for a thing that you weren't a part of. Like, I never lived, I never went to like the Hamptons or Cape Cod. No. In the summer for holidays, but it kind of evoked. It's those feelings. feelings of I should be really enjoying my summer holiday, mm. but I'm ne- not really comfortable with myself or my surroundings. Yeah, and I—is this what how life's going to be? Yeah, I never worked in a water park, but I certainly <laughs> was rubbish with girls and that sort of thing. Yeah. I didn't have a stepdad, but like there was a lot. It just—I enjoyed it a great deal. It's the emotions of going through um, puberty, really. Mm. I don't remember puberty. This is my problem. I don't remember it as being this really uh, important event. It's not. It's, just, it's sustained rubbish period. That's what it is. I, think. I feel like I might still be eking it out a little bit. That's maybe why things like that. Just milking it. Yeah, properly milking puberty. <laughs> uh. It's like uh, puberty is that sort of journey where you think you're going to come out at the end. Is that time when you think, oh, when I'm 21, I'm going to know everything? Yeah. You know, when you think you're going to be an adult, when you think of yourself as an adult, you think that they know what, exactly what's going on. Yeah, yeah. And then it turns out that we're all adults now, and we still have no clue. Yeah. That's, that's a worry, that's where, yeah, that's where the midlife crisis comes from. When you realise you're over halfway through, and the better halfway through as well, mm. and you haven't a clue what you're doing. Now everything's just wasting time. Anyway, when do we get our sports cars and model girlfriends? Though? Uh, yeah, that, that I think we have to wait ten years for that. Oh, okay. Or crime, or get into crime. Get into crime? Yeah. Okay. I'm seriously considering it. Or arson? The good thing about arson, well, the problem is, arson is to cover up crime. Yeah, uh, are there any good arson movies? <laughs> You know, the crime movies, definitely. There's definitely some mid- midlife crisis movies. Are there any good arson movies? Awesome. Backdraft? Uh, is that really arson? Really arson. I can't remember, it's just fire, fire isn't it? It's a fire movie. It's difficult to do a second take, isn't it, when something's on fire? Yeah. Cut. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's why there was no backdraft too. Yeah. They regretted the entire decision. They were like, guys, can we get the sets out of storage? What? Oh. 
Oh no, they're uh, that was they're it. All charcoal now. Ah <laughs> oh, well, well I'll leave it. That would be a good. Just call it charcoal. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, brilliant. Um, what else have you enjoyed this year? Um, I'm trying to think of what else I've seen recently. Um, I saw Francis Ha. Oh, any good? Yeah, I enjoyed it. Can you describe what happens, basically? What's the rough plot? Uh, well, based on the conversation we've just had, I suspect you wouldn't like it because it's kind of a coming of age, but uh, one of those kind of mid to late 20s type mm-hmm. of learning about the real world. Oh, where do I fit into it? Oh, no, I thought I'd be much further ahead with my life. I still. It's. It, it, I hate to sort of use it as a touch point, but it it's, covers some of the same ground as the TV show Girls. Uh-huh. Okay. So it's... Young girls in New York trying to get their shit together. Can we swear on this podcast? Yeah. Well, there's one, um, uh, Alex Wishart, who is nine. He must be about ten now, so, yeah, fine. Yeah, as soon as he hits ten. That's bring out the city. Bring out the C-bomb. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I really enjoyed it. And it's, you know, it's it's witty. It's not particularly laugh-out-loud funny, but it kind of evokes that, like, Woody Allen, Manhattan vibe. It's all shot in black and white. It's directed, okay. written and directed by Noah Baumbach. Who did like the Life Aquatic and yeah, Margot yeah. at the Wedding and one of my favourite films, which is called Kicking and Screaming, which is one of those sort of Not came out when that. I was at university and it just you know was just the right time. Yeah, that's what I was saying before. I mean, I, one of my favourite films is Flight of Dragons, and a lot of our listeners like Simon Skulltuck and have wrote quite derogatory things yeah. about. Um, is that the cartoon you tried to palm off and at your house? The other yes, day? yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> Uh, he's made me watch it as well but I quite enjoyed it did you enjoy it yeah yeah I can clearly see how this would be a very formative film when you were a kid and it's still got it's a quality kids film that's my point is I think you can my justification for marking things is up to 8 out of 10 on merit and the last two is always subjective okay but also you watched that at a certain time in your life it's like one of my favourite films is The Karate Kid but if I watched it now I wonder if it would stand it up. It does stand up quite well, I does think. Does it? Because I, that, I've the w- best. watched it a hundred times. Around. <laughs> Nothing's going to ever keep me down. Uh, yeah. But that's, you know, it's a time of your life. Like, like Swingers. Love that movie. Because I watched it when I was 17 and wanted yeah, to live yeah, that life, yeah. you know? But I think it just speaks to when, if you just hit it at that exact groove and it just sort of fits... It was uh, it was our generation spring breakers, right. uh, swingers, <laughs> or Ferris Bueller's Day Off, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. another I, classic. Yeah. You know, I should have shown those two fifteen-year-olds that rather than the way way back, and they would have gone. I would love to have been around in the eighties. Maybe. I wonder what a fifteen-year-old's reaction would be to something like Ferris Bueller's Day Off. This though. podcast like, would be much better. Off school, Daniel's yeah. sister, uh, Daniel Ward, previous uh, host of this show. Um, she uh, really wanted the Twilight DVDs for Christmas. So Danielle, being the you know the dutiful sister, bought her those. But also, as an extra gift, bought her Lost Boys as a way of sort of informing nice. her what vampires used to be, or sort of where this whole vampires being trendy teenagers started, rather than was sort of ripped off from. Um, but her sister opened the presents in the wrong order, so she'd asked for Twilight and opened Lost Boys. It was like, what the hell is this? <laughs> It was really disappointing. Has she seen it since? I don't know. I don't know. We need follow-up. We do need follow-up. I'd love to know what she thought of it. Because, my God, Lost Boys is responsible for all of that. It's responsible for Buffy the Vampire Slayer, which is responsible for Twilight, so... In a way, yeah, I suppose you're right. And it is a great film. Again, I wonder, does it stand up now? Great soundtrack. I think it does. Do you think? The haircuts don't stand up It's all through rose-tinted 
specs, isn't it? That's what life is. It's all about that. It's almost better to kind of just have it locked away in your brain in that part and just remember it as being, I loved that movie, and don't revisit it. I don't know if that's a great way to live. Or well, not. there's always new films, aren't there? Exactly. There's always going to be another Twilight. Absolutely, thank God. <laughs> and that's my point about buying all these film magazines. I do think they're like Total Film and Empire and things like that. I don't. It's all about writing about films. Mm. I'd rather go and see the films. Mm. Sure. And but pay you... to go to cinema at whatever extortionate amount they're charging now. It's nice to get excited about films, isn't it? Though? Yeah. You know, and previews. It's nice to read about behind the scenes things and the making of and that sort of thing. Yeah. It's like the extras on DVDs. I'm that idiot who watches every single extra on a DVD because I want to see, like, how did they do that special effect when mm. he, you know, punched that vampire in the... Getting dick. old, mate. Getting old. Yeah. The, the answer to that question is increasingly becoming they paid a geek to draw it. Yeah. That yeah. tends to be what yeah. it is these days. It's mostly a video that is green and then someone's face. That's yeah. all it is. They're terrible when you see the backstage things, just literally people putting their greens in green boxes. On yeah. the, another um, another good podcast, if I may say something, um, is uh, Richard Herring's Leicester Square Theatre podcast. I don't know if you've listened to those. Big but fan. Peter Serafinowicz talking about his experience on The Phantom Menace. I have not heard I that won't one, just but... repeat verbatim what's on that. <laughs> you can track it down, but it's a, from a film, you know... It's a lot of green Film geek's point of view... Oh, he, well, he's then repeating a, a story Terence Stamp tells about doing it, and it is brilliant. Oh, wow. <laughs> like, okay. the most depressing <laughs> in terms of being an actor in cinema you could really think of. Well, before we get on to the film you have chosen, we've uh, we've uh, got a challenge this week, haven't we, Marek? Yeah, no, one of those things. Yes. We- <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, buddy. I hope that gets picked up. Oh, every time, oh, every perfect. time. This podcast is mostly trying to work out where in your headphones Buddy is currently. A dog currently. is, yeah. It's, he's, he's quite he's, near my lap. Yeah, he's, he used to be good at falling asleep, but not so much today. He's mm. very excitable today. Very he's active. very excitable. I was enjoying him when I got here, but now I kind of want him to like, <laughs> take it down a notch. Yeah, it's true. You're being very needy, mate. Um that was, that was to Buddy. <laughs> what's, um, what's the challenge, Mary? The challenge is to recast a film. This week, it's The Addams Family, which has been a film and also a television series. It has several films. Yeah. And cartoons. And cartoons and probably um, a radio show, I would expect as well. Video game. Probably yep. a ride. Okay, you get the picture ride. that is quite popular. Uh, the three people we're recasting are Gomez, who is the... Um, the patriarch of the family. Played by John Austin originally. Yeah, and then Raul Julia. Oh, in yeah. The, uh, Do you know one. John Austin is actually Sean Austin from The Hobbit's dad? Sean Astin. Sean Astin, that's what I meant, Sean Astin. For uh, real? For real. Wow. No. Yes, I looked him up on, on, on really? Wikipedia. He was in um, Erie, Indiana as well, if you remember that show on oh, TV. That was an amazing TV Brilliant show. Brilliant show. Um, he was fantastic as Gomez though, wasn't he? Very good. Uh, Morticia, who is uh, Mrs. Adams. Mrs. Adams, yes. And Uncle Fester, who the bald one, the bald, the bald uh, eccentric who can light up light bulbs with his mouth. Sort of like Marek, in a I, way. I get so many people <laughs> say oh, that. Sorry, I walked right. into it, didn't yeah. I? Yeah. Okay. So, do you want to go first with your Gomez? Yeah, my Gomez, and uh, you're going to judge this for a Simon. Okay. Um, I'm going for someone who can play that sort of charming, but also maybe a bit sinister. I'm adding a, I'm making it quite dark, less comic. Interesting. I'm going for Michael Fassbender. 
Interesting. He would be great with a little thin moustache. He's got that look. He's got that. He's got that sort of otherworldly look, and he could look nice in a suit. I should imagine. Oh yeah, certainly scrubs up. Yeah. He does. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Well, I've gone for somebody who's a bit more um, got a uh, uh, bit of Latino flair in their uh, in their genes. You know, I thought we'd both pick the same one. Ricky for me, there's only one person who could play this currently in the current roster of actors, and that's Javier Bardem. Oh, Strong that choice. Is really good choice. That is a good choice. I thought you were going to say John Leguizamo. Oh, also. You're going to say Benicio del Toro. Oh, it turns out there's actually quite a few Hispanic actors. We don't need Benicio anymore. We've got Javier. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Well, it's one in, one out. One mate. in, one out. That's, that's how it works in Hollywood with ethnicities, doesn't it? I'm I fairly sure that's how it works. Pretty much how it works. Yeah. Uh, Look, uh, we've got Lucy Liu now, so. Uh... <laughs> So we don't need to have you your don't. anymore. It sort of works that way. Um, it shouldn't, but sort of does. Um, right, so, who are you going to go with, Sam? Well, it's in, well, I mean, Bardem is a great choice because you do need that little bit of sort of Latino flair. The sort of twinkle in the eye is what I was thinking as yeah. well, but he could do the sinister too. Fassbender is very malleable as an actor. He doesn't mind getting his dick out. Yeah, that was one of my favourite episodes of the Oh Family. God, yeah, that was incredible, that one. When it, yeah. he used his dick out and then oh. the thing hand. Yes. <laughs> Isn't, wasn't it called Wednesday's Child? Um, I think it was called. Um, oh, God. Yeah. Uh, yeah, who are you going for? I'm going to come down on the side of Bardem for that one. It's a wise good choice. choice. A Current, good choice. popular, but also, you know, ticks the ethnicity box. He'd be really good, I admit that. All right, Morticia's. I was thinking... I was struggling to find somebody Good. who fills, uh, I think, the, the requirements for this character, which is they've got to be um, sexy and high status, but with that sort of weirdness and sort of gothicness to them. Um, I, I couldn't find anyone I was totally happy with, I have to admit, but I've gone for Eva Green. Interesting. Who's she? What's she in? Eva Green plays Vesper in Casino Royale, or okay. she's um, uh, one where they're all naked in the bath with the guy out of um, Dawson's Creek. Dreamers. Dreamers. Yes. Yes. Uh, yeah, she's in all sorts of things. Okay. So that is a that's a left field choice. Uh, well, I'm, I'm not. Sh- I'm wondering if it is. I mean, she played something similar in a film that was one of my least favourite of all time, oh. which is Dark Shadows. But um. It's not her Tim fault. Burton. It's a terrible film. Yeah, I've not seen that. Um, no, she's she's played you know witches and things before. Okay. In uh, Golden Compass, I believe. Ah, wow! Another very disappointing film. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to give her a decent crack. At yeah. <laughs> Come on, Eva. Come on, here we go. Yeah, well, she does a lot of good French films, I hear. Right. Um, she was good in Casino Royale. So, yeah. Marek, who's up against Eva Green? I thought who always wears black eyeliner. Um, Russell Brand, yes, and, Tim Minchin, yep, and who is all plays all the gothic parts? That's the only part she ever gets. Johnny Depp, no, Faruza Bulk. Oh, I thought you were going to say Helena Bonham Carter. No, Faruza Bulk always she only does gothic things. I don't know who that is. Return to Oz, Faruza, the tiny child from Return to Oz. Uh, she is um, Ed Norton's girlfriend in American History X. Okay. Uh, she is Ooh. one of the girls in The Craft, the one who isn't Neve Campbell or Black. Okay. And she is. Uh, wow. She no, she's not. We need something more current. Yes, no, no. I have this seen is a picture of her. There she is. 
For those okay. of you who don't know, it's a picture of her. Look at those gnashes. Yeah. yeah, huge teeth. And the good thing is, if you choose through the book, it means it gets exciting because there's, there's the cider rather than... Um, yeah, 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 yeah. And not trying to put anything in your... Um, in, in no, you're very good. You're. Um, I think a young Farouz is a perfect Wednesday Adams. I'm not but sure. But I think, I think she's older now, so she'd be really good. She'd be really great, Simon. Mm. Are you going to choose? Have you ever done a course in NLP, Marek? That's that brainwashing, really, isn't it? I, I don't know. I forgot. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm going to give it to uh, Farouza. Oh, okay. Okay, it comes down to the festival. I don't dislike Eva Green. In fact, you know, I enjoy her. Mm. I enjoy her oeuvre, both of them. Um, <laughs> both of her oeuvres. But, uh, yeah, let's, let's bring it to the decider. Okay. Strong choices, both, though. Uh, Who have you gone for for Fester, Marek? Well, He's just looking in a mirror. Oh, yeah, you have to go for someone bald. I just... Been, Do you? Oh, well, you don't know. I've been watching Breaking Bad constantly. <laughs> <laughs> You've gone for Brian Cranston. No, I've gone for Dean Norris, who plays Hank Schrader, the oh. brother. Oh, in, great choice. In, uh, great choice, actually. In, and he'd be really good, I think. I, I love him. He's it's funny. He's the no, Breaking Bad spoilers, please. No, I know. No, me too. Not I'm not finished it. I'm not finished um, it, either. He plays the vagina-faced mutant in the original Total Recall. Does yeah. he? Yeah. he I what at, a great reference. I looked at <laughs> his IMDb. He's worked solidly for the past 30 odd years. You wouldn't believe how many films he's been in. Yeah. Good lad. He's yeah. in um, uh, Starship Troopers as uh, one of the uh, soldier men. Ah. Uh, like drill sergeant or something. Cracking film. Or desk sergeant. Maybe. Interesting. Um, Right, okay. Oh, he's a good choice. That's a good choice. It's a very good choice. A lot riding I on wish this I'd now. given more thought to this. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> um, oh, okay, I'm going to go with somebody who's going to bring the funny. I'm not I'm not sure they can be bald, but let's try it. <laughs> I think everyone can be bald, yeah, can't they? Um, yeah. No, they I don't think a... Robin Williams can be bald. No, that's impossible. No. Uh, <laughs> he has to be rolled in wax. It's true. I'm going to go with. Uh, old weight Jonah Hill. Old weight Jonah Jonah Hill v 1.0. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that yeah. is quite a good choice. That's actually not a bad shout. I'm imagining him in the black smock. Yeah, you know, white hand. Was is he willing to commit to his art enough to put that weight back on that he spent so long getting off? Of? I think he's regretting the whole losing weight thing. He's that's he comfortable now. He even he look, he's one of those people. I'm sorry, Jonah, who looks. Fat, even though they're thin. Yeah, it's almost like when you play those computer games and there's a ghost of the, like when you play Mario Kart and there's a ghost of your record following you. Yeah, a, he's surrounded by a ghost of his fat self. Oh, that he can never harsh. lose. It's it does true. look like someone's deflated. He's one yeah. of the skinniest fat people I've ever seen. Yeah, oh, there must be a name for it. Yeah. Um. So, Jonah Hill, or what was the name of uh, Dean Norris? Dean Norris. Thank you. Mm. That is a tough one because also he's sort of ageless, isn't he? Mm. That character. Mm. So, Uncle Fester in the uh, the movies, Christopher Lloyd, used to choice. terrify me. Yeah, like, weirdly, it was one of the only characters I was afraid of as a kid. Like I properly found his mania just white face. Yeah, so frightening. So classically, old actors, older actors have played him. Yes, Jonah Hill's probably. Is he even 30? I reckon right? he must be yeah. 30. But it's, um, you have to be 30 uh, to play him in 20. Christopher That's Lloyd true, yeah, played yeah. him utterly different to the original in the TV series as yeah. well, who's a sort of, just a bumbling sort of uncle. He's sort of fine. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> no, same one from Only Fools and Horses. <laughs> <laughs> uncle Albert. Yeah, just without any hair. 
the same one. There were two different ones. Yeah, right? Fools and Horses as well. Yeah, you're right. Interchangeable. One was Grandad. The other one was Uncrowded. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. It's got really niche. Um, okay. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Jonah Hill on this one. Yes, two one. It's a, it's gonna be a reboot, isn't it? So you're gonna yeah. need someone. And it's going to be a challenge for him, and I'd like to see his yeah. chops. I think that would be fun. And he's going to bring the funny. You know he's going to bring yes. the funny. Yeah. Sorry, Mark. Yours was a great choice as well. It was a tough one this week. But I'm not... He. I don't know about his comedic sensibilities. So. I don't know about your comedic sensibilities. <laughs> oh, I love how we insist on putting this in the middle every time, yeah. and it always sours the tone. When I like Mark how it loses. comes down on me, and now I'm to blame for this. Well, who is? Who else is to blame, then? Who else is to blame for it? You could have picked choices that were undeniably the best ever. Maybe if um, Thingy from Breaking Bad, if I remembered him in more comedy roles, that would have helped. I actually agree with you that um, with David's choices were were better choices, but I just... You need a reason to to hate me. Yes. (laughs) I mean, you don't need a reason. But but I was trying to disguise my hatred in the reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So people would think, oh, Matt really hates that Simon guy. But it's because... Of the quiz, but otherwise it would be like... What, he just hates this guy for yeah, no yeah, reason. Yeah. What's wrong with him? They didn't see you open the door to me and just go, "All right, prick." I didn't. I didn't say that, did I? I, I, I your eyes I felt said it. it. Yeah, your you said it with your eyes. It. Yeah, face. Stephen Merchant as Lurch. That'd be good. Mm. In my defence of bullying and Simon, Simon is one of the people who you eat. It's easy to bully you, right? I'm, I'm inclined to disagree. Just. So that I don't feel bullied, I suppose. Okay. I'm putting up a fight. I'm taking I, a stand. I can't help it being one of three brothers that if someone starts giving off those bully me things... Bully me? That's well, a, I can't, I bully me vibes. Yeah. No when one it, gives off bully me when, vibes. God, you're like an advert <laughs> for anti-bullying. <laughs> when is it? And it's, no one's addressed that. It's always like, oh, well, oh, oh, oh the victim, the victim. What about the people who've got bullying syndrome? <laughs> And I think I've got bullying syndrome. If you address that, yeah. there wouldn't be any victims. So try and help us, bullies. Help us help you. Yeah, sure. That's okay. that's why. But they've tried all this anti-bullying thing, and it's not worked because they're still bullying. Yeah. Trying time to change tack. Maybe just we take you out of the equation. Yeah. Some set fire to my you. Yeah. Just set fire to you. Yeah, yeah. Backdraft two. Charcoal. If they could, if they could bottle the bully me vibes. And spray the bullies with them. Oh, here we so go. So they just start punching themselves. Taste of their own medicine. Would that yeah. help? It's like taking all the bad people and putting in an island. Yeah. Or mm. instead of going to prison, if you commit a crime, you get covered in bully me vibes. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds. I think if you go to prison, you get covered in yeah, bully me true. vibes. It's yeah. Probably true. Um, well. Um, Thanks, Marek, anyway, for souring the tone of your own podcast. It's great to be here. I don't want to come across as a nice person. <laughs> no, that's true, actually. <laughs> Well, mission that. accomplished. You need that yin and yang. Uh, We've not really talked about films this podcast, have we? <laughs> it's been all right. Um, we asked you to bring in a movie. Yes. To talk about. Yeah. And the movie you chose was? Um, Punching the Clown. Punching the Clown. I'd not heard of this before. That's um, sort of why I picked it. Tell us about Punching the Clown. Um, it's a very low-budget indie comedy faux documentary um, about a real comedian called Henry Phillips, and it's sort of very uh, pseudo autobiographical, I suppose. Um, just sort of fo- charting his journey from road comic through to him moving to LA and dealing with all the weirdness that comes with that, and 
it's just quite a nice reflection on what it is to be a comedian and the weirdness of the industry and yada yada. It, Sprinkled with a sort of curvier enthusiasm style, yes. awkwardness and it's that got it's thing. got that style, hasn't it? I mean, uh, Louis C.K. is another touchstone that yeah. it's very. I mean, it's 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 of a similar type, and it's it, it's a comedian doing a thing about the comedy industry. So sure, absolutely. But no, I'm really glad you told us to watch this because I really Did you enjoy like, it? yeah, very oh, much so, very much so. Yeah, I thought it was just a kind of a good pick because it's one of those sort of hidden gems. Yeah. I saw, it's on US Netflix for for people who want to check it out. Um, yeah, I was going to pick something bigger or more exciting, but I thought really it's quite exciting to sort of forage around a bit. And I saw it a few years ago when it when it came out because I was a fan of Henry Phillips, the the real comedian. Um, and yeah, I just really enjoyed it. It's an odd mix. It felt to me like a, a very very clever way of doing your own stand-up DVD. Yes. Yes. Because so, there's a lot of him on stage doing his songs, but he's managed to format a story around that and 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 dealing with... And I think it does ring a sort of... A, a, it does... What is it? It's very... I'm so articulate today. <laughs> when you're a stand-up and you've been on the circuit, it's very resonant with you. It, 100%. Well, there's a, there's a world-weary drifter element to his character. That It's, again, why I, I say... It, you know, it, it reminded me of Louis, mm-hmm. the series, because, as again, as you say, it's it's got bits of him doing his routines in clubs so yeah. that you can, he can put those in it, and yeah. then, but then the world around it as well, and just how it's almost... The world around it is stranger than the routines. Yeah, you know? I, preferred, sort of, I preferred the world around it to whatever, everything goes slightly wrong. He, I love the way he plays it. He doesn't play it for the funny at all. He's so downbeat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very, very understated. Smoking, yeah, uh, deep-voiced, very likeable, doesn't... not wanting it a lot of the time when you see people they actually want it so much it's so yeah. refreshing but there was also that element that I really enjoyed of just how small the uh, events are that will then have a snowball. massive impact snowball yeah. have a massive impact upon your life the, the, bagel, the bagel story the bagel brilliant. story is fantastic yeah that's great and, and just well that's sort of the backbone of the whole piece it turns out but it seems to be a sort of satire on LA itself rather than on life doesn't yeah. it I mean I it's, think LA and the comedy industry, I suppose, there's that whole sort of thing where he's juxtaposed with the other successful musical comedian is like a horrible hack. And I think it resonates a lot as as a comedian because, you know, we all have those conversations and those sort of bitchy moments where you're like, how is so-and-so doing? Or people sort of saying to you, like, oh, maybe you should be a bit more like this or like this. So I think it ticks a lot of those boxes yeah. for performers or, or whatever. Oh, it's great with... When you watch comedy videos, you often see the the comic doing really well and everyone laughing. Some of the best moments of him performing were where he put himself performing in context where his stuff wasn't working. Yeah. But when you have to go, had to go and re-record, he, he sort of signs a record deal. He has to go and re-record something in a really cold studio to these execs, and it change. It's all about the context when you're performing. Yeah. And it's fascinating seeing them, but it, it's awful. It's like that car crashing. It's awful. For him, but to watch it's fascinating. Right, format where you know, like different uh, bad cafes and things like that. It's yeah. also totally believable as well, though. I mean, it doesn't go too far. Right, you know, it's. I mean, that thing in the the recording booth where they they literally won't let him get a, a verse of a song out before yeah. shutting him down and just going. Do you have anything funnier? Do you have any yes. songs that like are funny right from the start? <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, it's perfect. 
It's amazing. Yeah. Why well, yeah. isn't it done better? Because it's more. It's a lot more interesting than stand-up. The average stand-up DVD. Mm. Well, because I I had difficulty tracking it down as well. I mean, it don't, it hasn't really been released in this country. I mean, if you've got a hokey Netflix so you can access the US, then you can yes. watch it there. But yes. it's not available now. It's it's not even available on our iTunes. Is in fact, I found it on iTunes and and said, okay, I'll I'll rent it off there. And they said, no, you have to be on US iTunes. Oh, Do you want to no. swap to US iTunes? I was like, yeah, okay, fine. You said, no, you need a you need a US account to use this. So now my phone is stuck on US iTunes oh, and I can't, I can't, there's no setting to turn it back. I'm um, really sorry, David. <laughs> I'm really sorry that my film choice has broken your phone. That's all right. I'll probably fix it, plug it into <laughs> a computer. Do you watch this but, film? We have to move to America. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, but it, it's interesting. This topic comes up time and time again in this sort of digital streaming age, which is, um, you know, uh, it I, was a final resort, but we went to a sort of hokey website, which I don't yeah. think is, you know. But I literally had no other way of seeing this. Film. That was po- I did the same as well. I tried did you? To, yeah, I tried to get Netflix. I tried to buy it on iTunes. I'm really against ever you, you know, downloading. Yeah, totally. I, I think you know, I want the money to go to the people who've 100%. made it. Absolutely, especially but, that sort of thing, which is clearly like a zero budget indie. Yeah. Do you got? Do you not have US Netflix? Though? No, no, no. You should look into. It's very easy. It depends what you watch it through, but like, it's very easy. Just how did you get to it? How did you do that? I mean, I don't want to go into detail on the podcast, but you just basically change your IP settings. Okay. Uh, or if you're watching on a laptop, you can use like a little plug-in on your browser. Google how to get US Netflix in the UK, and there'll be numerous ways to do it. Okay, cool. Or buy, I'm sure you can buy this somewhere from their website. I'm sure you can buy it on DVD from Amazon or from whoever made it or there yeah, must yeah. be a link on Henry Phillips website. It, it, I really sorry I've gone for something that's so niche and obscure <laughs> that people are like oh I'd like to see that and there's no way for them to do it. It's really I really recommend it and if you're thinking of buying a stand-up DVD to watch it's a really good combination of film and DVD. Yeah. I've never seen the musical comedian portrayed as being exactly like a gigging stand-up either. Right. Because you know I would say uh, possibly unfairly but musical comedians sort of have the the uh, the hack thing mm-hmm. attributed to them as well of just like if you're on if you know there's a bill of uh, five people and one guy comes on with a guitar before you you're like ah oh, shit yeah it's you cheating. know because you know it's just a laugh generator because you know if there are verses and choruses you're literally telling your audience when to enjoy it rather yeah. than it they did find it genuinely funny like stick a guitar under anything it will go down better sure but now he I mean he is. He's a good songwriter. Yeah, like, absolutely. I yeah. think I think comedy songs is a bloody hard thing to not yeah. be hack at. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah, and his um, are interesting in that he sort of says he's more of like a folksy satirist or whatever. I, I totally empathise with to him. His the other constant guy. inability to describe what he does. Yeah, yeah. I found yeah. that in the first time I ever did a solo show. I guess I still, by the end of the the Edinburgh Festival, I still couldn't describe it succinctly. Right, <laughs> it's terrible. Yeah. But, you know, I think for fans of comedy, there's a lot to enjoy. You know, yeah, if you're yeah. fans of Shiny, backdropped, uh, suit-wearing stand-up DVDs. It's it's the antithesis of that, effectively. Mm. If you're a fan of like Curb Your Enthusiasm, Louis, that sort of slightly awkward realism comedy, I think there's a lot to enjoy. Yeah, some really great character performances by the as well as Henry Phillips by the supporting cast as well. Yeah. Do you watch Arrested Development? Um, I have only seen a few episodes of the first season. Okay. For which I apologise. Because I think his musical agent plays Steve Holt in the rest of the ah. world. I think. Uh, yeah. Well, I'm glad you both enjoyed it. I you, feel like that's a good choice. 
Yeah. I mean, that it means that the discourse has largely been quite positive. Well, that's the thing. We can't sort of get into avenues of uh, criticism right. of uh, other things. But I think that's of, a good no, thing. I mean, I'm, I'm glad we've seen it. I mean, it's it's those opportunities where you can find a film that you won't have heard of or necessarily seen and then you can pass it on to other people and then let them work out how the hell they're going to find it. Yeah, but, um, good luck to those people. And if you have yeah. enjoyed it, you know, let, let me know. Punching the clown, if Punching we didn't say clown. it enough at the beginning. It's um, a euphemism for masturbation. But it, that is not what the film is about. It really isn't. There's none in it at all. No, there's hardly any. Were you disappointed? You sound disappointed. Not really. I'm just shocked now. I'm just a bit shocked. Is there a, <laughs> is there a film called Spanking the Monkey? There is. Yeah. yeah. How many others are there? We can think of. Oh, good lord. Um, there's Wankfest Seven. Oh, great. There goes the explicit thing. We try hard, so hard to not be explicit every week. I've already no. said You're coming shit. here with your shitting potty mouth. <laughs> And you spunk stories. Yeah. Uh, sucker punch, is that one? <laughs> is that one? Anyway, that's really good. That's really good. Um, the hand that rocks the cradle. Yeah, that's another that's one. That's a good yeah. one, isn't it? Yeah. That's really good. That was my one. That's really good. Yeah. <laughs> is it it's in sort of a post? It's sort of like a post. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, well, well done, Simon. Thanks. Uh, have you got any... Uh, if... Um, you want to find out more about Simon? Well, you can see him because he was in my horror film, the guy with the hat in the film Fandango horror film I made. On the left. Yeah, but he makes his own great um, short f- uh, films on YouTube, Table for One, amongst other things, which are very entertaining. Uh, what's your YouTube or is it on your website? Or uh, yeah, my YouTube username is Kid Capricorn. Uh, but if you go to my website, SimonFielder.com. Links to all of it on there. Similarly, my Twitter. But it's not spelt normally, is it's it? It's spelt F-E-I-L-D-E-R. A fun way to remember it is um, I before E, except after me. Oh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, do go and look at them. They're very good. Please do. Thanks. I'd love some more YouTube subscribers. Subscribe to them and click on the adverts, because then you're taking money away from arseholes and giving it to Simon. Yeah. I've so far... Uh, that is a good policy. I've never money. looked at it that way. I was I, every time I watch something I like uh, video on YouTube, I think and they monetized it. I know it's really not, being from that when you make when you spend a week on something, you think, oh, I've made twelve pence. <laughs> I always twelve pence. I always no, not even Dude, that you're much. Rolling, isn't it? I always click on the advert and think, oh, I'm taking money away from this people, well, yeah, and yeah. then uh, that's actually it down. a nice point. It's almost clicking on the advert is almost better than clicking the thumbs up. Yeah, click on the adverts. Always, if you like something, click on the person's adverts. Yeah, five or six times. Yeah, yeah. ideally from different computers. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, love the idea, and right? Yeah. And they'll take yeah. all your money away from you, even the money that you've earned. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, though. I'd like you know, come and check out all my all my shit. That'd be lovely. Oh, that's taken it up to a twelve now, hasn't it? Probably. Twelve. Twelve. I swear in any, any episode. Well, thank you very much, Simon. Thanks for having me. It's been a lot of fun. Our pleasure. Our pleasure. We'll be back next week with more films. Well, we're having, a, we're having a, you're, you're, David off to America. Mm, so I'm off to New York for three weeks. So they're going to be sh- sort of some shorter podcasts. There'll be some shorter ones coming out. Yes, uh, but don't worry, we'll be here in some capacity, uh, talking guff at you. What um, did you do if you want to get in contact with us? Oh yes, all of this stuff. Right, if you'd like to email us and have your letter read out and discussed, then please do so, dearfilmfandango at gmail.com, or you can write on our Facebook wall at forward slash filmfandango, or tweet us at filmfandango. And if, as we do all of this for free, you'd like to donate towards Film Fandango staying alive for another week, then you can do so at filmfandango.co.uk. Great. 
Hey everyone. Thanks, Simon. Thanks, Marek. Thanks, David. Thanks, Simon. Thanks, listeners. Thanks. Keep, Keep watching, watching the, the films. films. Bye. 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 Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.